Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. All right, everybody, it's that time. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, the Young Aunties. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Now, as y'all already know, we down here in the South Atlanta area, to be exact. And down here in the South, we say it's rude to come in the room and not speak and introduce yourself. So, you know, we got to do that first. Kay, kick us off. I already know what time it is. It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where's Kirby Ann, a.k.a. The West Side Wood Nymph. And I'm checking in from the SWATs with a little bit of heart today, as usual. <laughs> All right. And y'all know, sometimes you just got to get a little sunshine. Hey, y'all. It's his favorite double C, and I'm not talking about Chanel. It's Auntie Coco in Kirby, Florida, Maine, Georgia, paid up in this motherfucking thing. What'd he do? Yup. Now, everybody got to shoot on your squad. Let me introduce you to ours. <laughs> it's Auntie Kaylee, a.k.a. Killer Kaylee with no kills, a.k.a. the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag, stop gentrifying my name. Y'all gonna stop gentrifying her name. And I am your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school Locked On You, where we put it on you. And let's go ahead and get this thing started. Y'all know the other thing we gotta do at the top of the show, we gotta get those good wing orders in, because you know we love our shit extra crispy and extra wet. So let's see what the auntie's gonna have on their plate. Auntie Coco and Kirby, let's kick us off with your wing order of the day. So, you know, I think I never order wings. And I'm not going to order them today either. But <laughs> I'm going to be a healthy auntie. You know what I'm saying? The holidays is coming up. I need to, you know, be finer than I already am. So I'm going to have me a tropical smoothie bowl with banana, mango, coconut. And then I'm going to have it topped with some shaved coconut, some granola, some strawberry, and some kiwi. And then I'm going to have my gallon of water with lime and lemon. All right. I'm feeling it. Very nice and fresh and healthy. Tropical. Tropical. Mm-hmm. Prepping for the holidays. So getting all your good greens and fruit in, cleansing, so she can throw down on the holidays. I love it. Auntie yeah. Kirby, what you got? I'm feeling extra Southern today and quite experimental. So I'm going to have a peach sweet tea wing. Um, and mm. I'm going to add a little bit of spice to it. Um, so y'all know how sometimes you go to these wing restaurants and like I've seen strawberry hot or strawberry habanero. I've even people do, uh, seen people do a blueberry wing. So I'm mm-hmm. feeling like I want a peach sweet tea wing, which I imagine will be like almost like a crispy with like maple and like peach mm-hmm. puree and toss it in there, make it a butter sauce. So it's mm-hmm. nice and sweet. And I'm going to add a little, little cayenne in there to make sure it kicks me in the back of my throat going on the way down. Um, obviously going to keep some water because I'm over the age of 30 and that's the way my colon is set up. Um, and obviously, I want some vegetables, you know, a little piece of celery, a little piece of carrot. I always, and this will forever be, uh, get my JR Cricket's extra, extra chunky blue cheese, please, and thank you. It's a requirement. If you send it to me without it, I'm not going to eat it. We're going to fight, and I'm going to get a refund. Um, and I actually will probably do a side salad, because hashtag roughage. Like Auntie uh, uh, Coco said, we're going into the holidays. 
People gonna be trying to give you plates of macaroni and cheese and, and potato salad and all kind of other stuff that'll get you blocked. So I don't want to be blocked. I don't want no roadblocks this holiday. So run me a salad too. Give me some wreckage. I love it. All right. I know Auntie Kelly appreciates that little cayenne you talk about because we know she loves spice. But I, I got to find out, Auntie Kelly, what is on your plate today, ma'am? Um, I don't know. That actually sounded really good. And that mm-hmm. that chicken sounded like it would go great with some waffles. Like someone is mm-hmm. with that. That yeah. peach tea chicken and waffles. Oh, that sounds good. Anyway. I just did something there. Y'all, yeah. y'all just collapsed. Um, That's Southern. Yeah. Chicken and waffles and sweet tea all mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really good. Anyways, I, that's I can't make it, but you know, maybe Kirby, Auntie Kirby can come up with it. Uh, <laughs> figure it out because it won't be me. Um, I'm going classic. I just want some extra hot, spicy, boneless chicken wings with the blue cheese, um, side of celery, extra celery with some water. And I might get a half sweet, half unsweet tea, just a little bit. And then I'm going to go to the gym after and, you know, sweat it out, hopefully. See you there. <laughs> um, I'm feeling extra classy today, too, y'all. I just want some regular fried chicken um, wings, like whole wings made in the cast iron at home. Ooh, with a, just a flour, just a piece of flour. Just, just, just a light flour, you know, <laughs> just, just, you know, nice and golden. It might even have that little, that little dark spot, you know. On it from the cast iron with all the little seasons at the bottom and stuff. Um, I just want a little trapeze hot sauce mm-hmm. and some um, ranch, you know, to to go with it. That's, that's that's all I'm feeling today. And you know what? I really, even though I don't even know if this go together, well, it doesn't not go together. But I, I I would like me a little celery and a little carrot, like extra fresh, crunchy, crispy, you know, peanut butter, huh? Peanut buttery. Yeah, peanut buttery. (laughs) (laughs) And some good uh, ice cold water. Yeah. And then I'll see y'all at the gym too after that. Well, all right. Well, the aunties is eating good. Hope that inspires some of y'all. Maybe, you know, and keep y'all, keep letting us know about your your wing preferences. And if y'all try anything we talked about, we love hearing it. All right. Moving on to the next portion of the show. Y'all know what it is Auntie of the Week. Where we like to give flowers here to um, aunties who have made history or are currently making history. And we have a good one today that I think a lot of y'all will be um, aware of. And maybe some just learned about this auntie. I love her. So Auntie Kirby, you got that, right? Absolutely. So I chose this particular auntie of the day mainly because something really historic um, happened in her name. So today or this week's auntie of the week is Miss... Lena Horn. And if you don't know who she is, uh, quick synopsis. Uh, she was actually an American dancer, actress, singer, and civil rights activist. Um, she had a career over 70 years appearing in film, television, theater, and she even was a part of the chorus of the Cotton Club when she was 16 years old, which anybody that knows about the history of Black people in Harlem Renaissance, you know about the, college, uh, about the Cotton Club. My personal favorite performance of hers was as Glenda the Good Witch in Barry Gordy's production of The Wiz. Absolutely adored that. But she also participated in a number of classics. But the thing that happened uh, in relation to her this week, Madame Noir reported that Lena Horne actually has become the first Black woman to have a Broadway theater named after her. Um, It is actually located on 256 West 47th Street. You know that's in New York. 
uh, in, Man in Manhattan. Um, and it now is a tribute for Horn for her contributions to the world, as I mentioned, as a singer, actress, dancer, and civil rights um, activist. Um, the original theater was built in 1926 and was originally named the Mansfield Theater, according to CNN. And the renaming establishment is a testament to her legacy. Um, and as you know, she was obviously you know on Broadway and made a huge impact there. Um, and while it was initially renamed in 1960 after a drama critic um, brought some things to people's attention, it is finally being officially named uh, as Lena Horne's Theater. So super excited about that. It makes me want to take a trip to New York, see if I can see what's on the playbill, what shows are going to be there. Are they going to do any of the shows that she uh, was in and roles that she may have made famous? Um, so super excited about that. We want to give her her flowers. Of course, we know she passed away in 2013, but again, a 70-year career. I mean, that by itself is to be lauded. So again, congratulations to our Auntie of the Week on her newly named theater on 256th and 47th in New York and Manhattan, Miss Lena Horn. Ooh, the Lena Horn. What was your favorite production with her? Did you have a favorite movie? Um, Sesame Street, because that's where I met her. Um, Period. Earliest memory of Lena Horne, Sesame Street. Um, that's that's what it was. Um, so I would say that's my favorite. And I and I also remember seeing her on a Cosby show really young. Mm -hmm. So those are, I guess, my standouts because before I even knew who Lena Horne was, I knew who she was from those childhood um, productions. Yeah, what about you? Also saying my favorite was her in, as Glinda uh, in Barry Gordy's production of The Wiz. Like, mm -hmm. The costume... Uh, the energy, like she was the fairy godmother, fairy grandmother that I think everybody wanted in that particular movie. It was so cute, her and the little kids uh, that were like the stars in the sky. Like I just, that's my favorite. Obviously, you know, seventy-year career, she done a whole bunch of stuff that I had no clue about. But that was the when I first saw the Wiz and I saw her version of Glenda, I was just like, I mean, the original movie was cute, but this Glenda, I like. I feel like I know this Glenda. Like I could see this Glenda pop up in my life. So I, I appreciated her rendition of it, and she was such an amazing singer. Like her voice was so powerful. So um, that was something that I definitely connected with as far as she. All right. Well, all right, Auntie Lena, we love you. Indeed. All right, y'all. It's time to get into that good menu. You know we got to give you those Atlanta and Georgia stories first. So, Auntie Coco and Curvy, I'm coming to you, ma'am. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to start off with a bit of a somber mm -hmm. note. I'm sure everyone heard the news of uh, rapper Takeoff. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go to Auntie Coco to let us know what happened. So, yes, uh, rapper Takeoff, who was uh, in the group The Migos, was shot and killed in Houston on November 1st. I want to start by sending my condolences to his family, his friends, his fans, and everybody who's been impacted by his um, passing. But let's be fucking for real when it comes to black men not being able to control their emotions. Like it's been it's been like several different versions of how it happened and what happened. One version from, you know, them playing a dice game and it got out of hand. Then it's another version of them, um, a group of people. Well, I guess the Migos camp, their entourage and then a. Uh, a group of people known as Mob Ties, who was under Jay Prince. They're supposed to be like a real big thing in Houston. Um, they were arguing about who's the better athlete. Then they said something about him being sacrificed by Quavo. 
What well, I don't give a fuck what the situation was, the scenario, it was senseless and it was dumb. And somebody lost their life because you niggas don't know how to act. And then it's crazy because even though there are like 10 different versions of what happened, in every version, takeoff was the one who was unproblematic. He wasn't arguing, he was just there, and he had to be the one to lose his life because you don't know how to control your emotions. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. It was too much money in that room for y'all to be acting like some fucking niggas off the streets even if you with some niggas off the street like have some decorum about yourself like somebody lost their child all because y'all got into an argument over something so stupid and petty like so that's that's i'm still just trying to grasp that i don't understand how something so small turned into something so big and someone had to lose their life and now and, and another thing i'm so sick of you people who decided to videotape him while he's clinging on to his life then decide to put it on social media platforms you are disgusting i'm so sick of people who keep going to these uh bloggers talking about their perspective if y'all really want to get justice for him go to houston police department because everybody know what happened but they still looking for suspects that's not making sense to me so it's like if y'all gonna do it do it right and that's my take on it but like i said you know, sending condolences to the people who was impacted by his death. So what y'all think about it? Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people pulling up. Uh, this was actually Young Dolph's uh, uh, partner who created the movement of Black Men Deserve to Grow Old. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of that getting posted. Um, and, and, and while I concur with that sentiment, it's like, y'all, if we're being honest, and this is actually, I'm, I'm gonna separate this from, from, from what I wanna say about, about takeoff. 30 to 35% of black men between the ages of 18 and 44 are killed and or murdered by other black men. And this was one of them circumstances that contributes to those statistics. Takeoff was 28 years old, 28. Didn't even get to see his 30th birthday. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Takeoff didn't even have any children yet. Mm -mm. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about that same sentiment that you mentioned, uh, Auntie Coco, about him being the unproblematic uh, Migo, which that's debatable because hashtag lyrics, but we're not going to do that today. Um, I also would like to share my condolences with um, his family and everybody that was impacted by um, that circumstance. I also would like to say this. Watch the company that you keep because you can be as unproblematic unproblem as you want to. But if you hang out with problematic people, you might catch a stray. And that's exactly what happened to Takeoff in this particular circumstance. Takeoff wasn't even gambling with them. He was hanging out with his uncle, Quavo. And the other thing that I found interesting around that mob tie stuff, and I, again, I'm not going to speak too deeply on it, but this is the second time that uh, I believe it's Jay Prince Jr., Mm -hmm. has been involved in a shooting where there was crap being played, dice being played, and him casually walking away when someone, someone's life was ended because of or in the process of this game happening. This isn't the first time this has happened. There's another instance, and for those that are interested in it, you can go research it yourself, because I don't want to say no name because I don't understand what's going on, and I, but I do understand that Jay Prince and his family are important people in the industry and outside of the industry and i'm not finna catch no strings 
but you got to watch the company you keep. Mm-hmm. You got to pay attention to who you allow to protect you. And I really hope that this is also an opportunity for people to see that check-in culture is extortion, mm-hmm. not protection. So rest in peace, take off. Um, you were and are still the best Migo, in my opinion, because you were the best rapper in the group. Nobody ever wants to say it, to be honest. But he he was and is. His verses were way better uh, <laughs> than the others. But, um, yeah, uh, as much peace and blessings as possible to his family. That was just, that was so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Yeah, definitely sad. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't or didn't know the difference between offset, take off, quave. I mean, the off always threw me off. So <laughs> I just, I could never keep up with who Migo, which Amigo was Migo in on the, I, I don't know. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Not Migo <laughs> and I don't mean to make light of it. Um, I, I definitely don't. I feel horrible that this happened. What is sad to me is that, um, like I said, I didn't know which Migo was the Amigo until his life was taken. Mm-hmm. Then all these stories come out about, you know, how much he loved his mother and, you know, all, all of this great stuff and how he did uh, revolutionize rapping in, in his own way. Um, and What's unfortunate is why do we have to die before we start talking about the positive um, and how impactful someone is or the good they did in their community or how much, you know, how loved they were? Why aren't we talking about that um, while someone's living? Because that is love. That is awesome. Um, And that's the saddest part. Um, Also, can we stop with the Illuminati bullshit? Like, why is everything a sacrifice when it comes to Black celebrities and fame and success why is all of our why is black success always tied to some kind of deal with the devil what is that who started that stop it i'm tired of it um and lastly i saw um a video by this man who is named Dwayne bowser he was a former industry exec or uh, producer of, of, of music video and he had a wonderful he had an awesome message you saw that, Auntie Kirby? Yeah, I forgot about that. He was mm, he was speaking a lot of facts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he was talking about how you know basically you know uh, industry execs used the rap industry as like money laundering. Uh, that they have the highest uh, insurance rates because the you know likelihood of a, a rap video uh, or sh- you know video while they're producing it getting shot up is higher. Um, he talked about how white young stars are not dying, is our black young stars that are dying, um, that they want to perpetuate the message of hate um, that is, you know, common in, in rap um, music and violence and all of that. And so I urge everyone to look at that video because I found it, you know, enlightening. And uh, I, I just thought he was speaking on a lot of facts and truth. Um, in the black community, we definitely need to look at ourselves because we need to stop losing us to us. Like we got to stop that. Um, I, I jokingly a lot of times say there's a little Kim verse for almost every situation. Look, Kim said it in her lyrics: "Dice game kill more niggas than cancer." Ooh. Um, you know, and and there you go. Um. Wonderful comments, ladies. Like y'all all said, condolences to the family and for anyone who was affected um, by this death. And 
I mean, honestly, I think y'all said it all. Um, we know what we need to do. We know it ain't working. That video was really interesting um, of what that man was saying. Um, we we are a commodity. I mean, people, there's a lot of people making money off of us. And um, I can say some more controversial stuff, but I'll save it for another podcast. And we'll just keep it moving right here. Yeah. Literally moving on the wheels on the bus going round and round. Um, new technology is always coming out. Um, things that are supposed to help us in our day-to-day life. And Kirby, I'm coming to you. Electric buses for the kids? Yes or no? I'm totally here for it. Um, it's better than sending $13 billion of money that could have paid off all these student loans in Ukraine. Uh, there's actually $5 billion uh, being moved uh, or given to Clayton County to purchase um actual electric buses um it's actually going to be a five-year program um and it's going to be launched by the u.s environmental protection agency um uh, it is a little bit of biden's work so i'll you know i'll give him some cookies for that uh but they're actually going to be um i think it's 20 yeah 25 buses that are going to be given or bought for uh for clayton county they're going to be electric buses so it's a part of electrifying the metro atlanta area uh, any of you all who, you know, rode MARTA know that it ain't smarter, but it's also a part of helping MARTA uh, <laughs> to get its life together as well. Um, and MARTA does run into Clayton County, uh, like parts of Riverdale and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see how that's going to turn out. Obviously, you know, it's environmentally helpful. We are trying to, a lot of states are trying to move away from um, using fossil fuels um, as a means of fueling things. So I'm definitely here for it. I wonder what kind of plug you got to use to charge a bus and how many hours it takes. Um, you know, that, that is, uh, what, what's, what does that battery pack? <laughs> like, is it lithium ion, you know, uh, alkaline battery or alkaloid batteries, whatever them joints is. I'm just, I'm trying to figure that out. And are we ever going to get the magnetic uh, train lines that we need? Shout out to Japan because Marta could have been smarter by now and not you know, running over people if we had maglev trains, but you know, work. Um, but I'm really excited about it. And especially a place like Clayton County, which unfortunately Clayton County has been ignored in a lot of ways, economically and commerce and from an academic standpoint. Um, those who don't know anything about Atlanta, uh, during the 96 Olympics, a lot of black people were pushed out of Atlanta and specifically into Clayton County. They basically made that a dumping ground for all the hood kids and all the hood people and all the project folks. Uh, to go because they didn't want folks to see that Atlanta had a, 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 a spectrum of people. Uh, they specifically didn't want people to see Atlanta's poor folks, so they pushed them out. So I'm excited for Clayton County to have this opportunity to participate in this um, and then not necessarily go into a neighborhood that's got the money to pay for this for themselves. So I'm glad they were able to actually get some government funding for it. Um, y'all putting um, y'all nieces and nephews on these electric buses? Oh, no, Coco. Are you? No. Um <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's, you know, help with climate change, the environment. I believe, I can't remember who said it, but the somebody important um, from Clayton County said that, you know, they're the first to see the kids in the morning. They're the last to see them. And, you know, giving them some clean air will help them learn better and just be the best doggone students ever. It was Denise and, Hall, the director of transportation for Clayton. Yeah, he said that. And I'm like, I pretty sure clean air might help, but let's get them some clean clothes and 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 some more after school programs and some more books and enough teachers. 
so so you know they won't be all burnt out and walking out um give the teacher some more money you know because they're dealing with these children who don't respect them it's a lot i i get it but i just feel like they're always trying to throw the real issues under the bus <laughs> um i did i pulled the neck <laughs> <laughs> like and I just feel like I get it. It's cool. It's it's something positive, but I feel like the real issues, like just is never getting addressed. Like the real education issues and barriers are never getting addressed. Just and I just feel like that's a way to make it look like they're putting more into the schools and they're not. But like I said, it's a it's good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do what you do. Clean up the air and the environment. But yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. All right. Interesting takes. I guess we'll see what happened. I mean, I rode the old school buses like y'all, and we was all right. So right. I don't know. <laughs> ain't, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with doing better. I still um, wouldn't mind those student loans being forgiven, though. All right. <laughs> Period. Tiger King. Joe Exotic. Y'all remember that? Um, during quarantine, a lot of us watched the Tiger King documentary mama named him joseph maldonado passage <laughs> oh joe all right he, he's speaking out again y'all y'all know joe can't stay quiet for long he gotta have all that attention all right so joe is locked up y'all right now y'all know he in prison down here in atlanta and he said that zoo animals are living better than he's living in the atlanta federal prison now he's currently serving a 21 year it was 22 but he got dropped down to 21. Um, your sentence for the murder for hire plot thing involving Carol Baskin. That y'all remember from Lion King is they snacking Carol Baskin. Y'all remember that idea. Um, and he also had 19 wildlife char wildlife charges as well. Joe, Joe had a lot going on, y'all. So he he got some time. Um, but he said via Instagram. I have officially landed at the bottom of hell at the federal prison in Atlanta, Georgia. Senator Ossoff, Warnock, and Walker are lying to um, you black voters of Georgia because the animals at the Atlanta Zoo are living better than your loved ones are in here. I promise. Now, U.S. Senate Committee investigation led by um, Senator Ossoff back in July said that the prison um was a security risk um and to be afflicted with safety issues but the federal bureau of prisons um refuted those claims and said that wasn't true the um bureau of prisons they said the bureau of prisons takes pride in protecting and securing individuals entrusted in our custody as well as maintaining the safety and correctional staff of the community we make every effort to ensure the physical safety of inmates confined to our facilities through a controlled environment that is secure and humane. Now, old Joe ain't getting no specifics as to what this bad treatment was and how he was being treated worse than animals in the zoo. But y'all heard his comments. I want to know, what do you guys think? Is the Tiger King being treated like an animal. Auntie Kaylee, come to you first. Um, probably. I mean, I, prison is never, it, it's not a place I would ever want to be. Uh, that's why I don't commit crimes and I don't, you know, come up with plots like murder for hire plots. So, mm -hmm. um, you do the crime, you do the time. Um, 
Joe is ridiculous. Um, if the zoo animals are getting better treatment, they deserve it because they're not criminals. They're animals that shouldn't even be in a zoo. So it really, I don't get the comparison. Also, he, as someone who um, owned animals and mistreated them, mm. uh, that's a really funny and interesting uh, comparison that he's making. <clears throat> he also announced that he's going to run for president um, <laughs> from prison. Uh, so I found that interesting as well. Uh, but he did say that since being in custody, he has seen more drugs than he's ever seen on the street, uh, which I doubt because after watching Tiger King, it seemed like the meth was flowing uh, pretty freely. <laughs> but those are my thoughts. He's ridiculous. He's a clown, uh, but he's always entertaining. I will say that. Coco? Um, fuck Joe. <laughs> like nobody gives a fact that you in prison. Now you know how them animals felt <coughs> when you was out there treating them wrong. And I don't like that whole comment about blacks. So what are, what are you trying to say? What about the white voters? They voted for him too. What, what do you mean? So what you trying to I ain't like that comment, Joe. So fuck you. And you know, you deserve everything that's coming to you. It's, it's, it's funny how life comes around full circle on that ass. Ain't that right, Joe? Mm -hmm. But yeah, have fun in prison. Um, I also found it interesting that he talked about the black voters as if we was the only ones who voted for Assad. Exactly. A lot of people other than black people voted for them. And I mean, honestly, Kitchen Tabletop is pointing out who is in prison. Um, because when he look around, I'm sure he sees more of us than he sees of him mm -hmm. in there. So that's probably also why he specifically was talking to black voters. Um, I mean, if the Joe can run for president, it, the bar ain't set that high for president anymore. So maybe he'll win and he can pardon himself and we'll get Tiger King part two or three. I don't know. Um, the animals being treated better, I'm pretty sure they don't get Instagram. Um, the animals in the zoo, they're not over there tweeting and Instagramming. Um, prison is prison. I think um, it's also an interesting conversation, and we can do this on another podcast, about the accommodations of prison. Um, because I think people go back and forth. I think people get angry when they, when they hear people in prison, sometimes like Joe, uh, which maybe he shouldn't be the representative for this. Um, talk about prison accommodations and how bad they are. But then on the flip side, I hear that some of those same people sometimes talk about how prisons should be better um, and all of the accommodations that prisoners should have, which is actually better than a lot of people living on the outside, um, i.e. people getting full paid rides, uh, college educations, but law-abiding citizens can't afford to go to college. Um, so things like that. Um, it's a conversation. So I think that was also interesting. What what is the level of luxury or lack thereof that should be in prison? I don't know. Moving on. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -mm. And also, yeah. I'm not a senator right now, but okay, Joe. You know. Um, all right, so what we got? We got speaking of the zoo. We still in the zoo, y'all. We've talked about these firearms so many times here because how could you live in Atlanta and not? 
Um, but Auntie Kaylee, I'm coming to you because speaking of the zoo, it looked like they say we can come in packing again. <laughs> so a couple of months ago, the Atlanta Zoo uh, prohibited uh, guns from, you know, coming onto the premises or, or patrons coming on with guns. Um, and then after the uproar from all the gun nuts, they had to backtrack. Um, and now they are allowing people to, again, enter uh, with their legally carry, you know, firearms. Um, and they said that although they feel like it's in the best interest and, you know, safety of all of their patrons, for people not to have guns on their premises, they wanted to avoid uh, the cost of litigation and going back and forth with, you know, the NRA and other gun supporting groups. So um, I think it's really unfortunate that that people are even bringing guns to a zoo. Like, I don't understand the purpose. Uh, why do you need to be strapped at a zoo? What are you there for? Is something going to pop off? Are you there to poach? Um, are you flashing it at like, you know, you know, wayward children who are acting up like, Hey, do that again. I might, you know, bust a cap. Like, I, I just don't know, like wh why you need that level of protection at a zoo uh, when you're surrounded by, you know, a, a bunch of children and, you know, uh, animals that are in captive. Like, what what protection do you need? Uh, what are y'all thoughts on that, ladies? Um, I guess they want a game bag at the zoo. You know, I, I guess they just because I'm 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 like you, Auntie Katie. What what's going on? We're out there with our children. Most people are going to the zoo for a family outing, something positive and fun. Next thing you know, you want to shoot out at the zoo, like. Y'all, I understand guns. I understand your right to have one, but y'all be doing a little too much with them guns. You just a little too much. Like y'all too trigger happy. Like what's the problem? You can't go out and enjoy a family day without making sure oh, I gotta gotta keep that fire with me. You know what I'm saying? The giraffe might look at me the wrong way. You just never know. <laughs> you just never know. You know what I'm saying? A child might bump into me. You know, step on my shoe. Gotta check them. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not the one or the two. Y'all gotta grow like it's. I don't get it. Like, I, it's just what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I understand it is dangerous. Atlanta is dangerous. You know, you got the water boys. You got everybody. You know, everybody getting shot every other day. But the damn zoo. It's, I, I don't get it. But you know what? I don't like the zoo anyway, so I won't even be there. It stink and it be hot, so that's You're not my cup of tea. I don't even go out there, so I ain't even got to worry about it. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, I, I always have like typically three different opinions about the type of stuff, a universal or atmosphere, atmospheric and a ground opinion. A, a universal opinion is that human beings don't need to have guns, period. Uh, we don't know how to act. We're a very chaotic species um, and probably got less sense than the animals in the zoo. Um, atmospherically speaking, you know, it feels like, okay, it depends on the type of environment that I'm in, like whether I want to be strapped or not. Like if I'm at the mall, I'm not going to lie. I want to be able to have access to my firearm because people play too much. Um, but at the zoo, like I don't want to have to go, be trying to have an enjoyable experience. Like you said, with family or something, going to do some entertainment and got to worry about whether I got to put a, put a hole in somebody like, uh. but from a ground, from my ground experience, being from Atlanta. Yeah. I need to be able to carry my gun everywhere. Um, and I don't even like guns. Like, and me and Auntie Nick have talked about that a lot. Like, I don't even like the fact that I'm going to have to get multiple firearms as time goes on. I don't even like that shit. But obviously, you know, safety and stuff like that. Um, but to have it to where people can carry a gun 
and not and I not have one on me, that's that's kind of a problem. So it looks like to me that like Georgia in general is probably going to hit into kind of a Texas kind of space. Mm-hmm. Which, if we look at the stats, if we look at the stats, open carry states have less gun violence. Because if you know everybody around you got one on them, you might be less likely to play them type of games. And it's messed up that human beings operate that way, but that's just a reality. Uh, I imagine a lot of the gun violence in Atlanta is probably because of some of our gun laws. And it's got me rethinking some things, not necessarily from a moralistic standpoint, but from a reality, like what actually happens, how human beings behave. Um, so no, I don't want guns anywhere. I prefer that we don't. I honestly feel like guns are some punk shit. Like if you're not hunting, we don't really need, I'm not, I'm not trying to get an ox or an elk for the winter to feed, you know, my 17 children. Like, <laughs> come on. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, if Harambe and them um, could potentially rip my face off or one of the patrons could rip my face off, then, you know, might as well have something on me for protection. Um, I don't, it's, it's a complex issue, but I, I, at this point in my life, I don't have a problem with them saying that you can bring your gun inside the zoo. Um, with the amount of white women that be dropping their kids off in them cages with them animals, you need something to protect yourself. In case <laughs> well, the fence is supposed to protect them from them, them children falling in them cages. Um, I can only imagine if them folks were strapped up and their child was in there with Harambe, Harambe would have been gone way quicker. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I This goes back to, and I think somebody mentioned this earlier, like but I'm gonna even like I'm gonna even connect it to the takeoff story. If I got to be strapped to go there, then I'm probably not going. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I got to be have my peace on me to keep my peace, then I'm gonna just keep my peace in the crib. You know what I'm saying? But I do like to reserve the right to carry my fire with me mm-hmm. if I should choose to. Jacko folk crazy. But the zoo, I would like. I, I'm like, like I said, I don't. I don't even really believe in zoos to an extent um, because of the issues they had with the animals. However, if I wanted to enjoy an afternoon at the zoo, I would appreciate not having to carry a piece of metal or hard plastic with me around the whole zoo. Like, can I just keep my cash and cards and my phone and my kid? Or who you know, or whatever kids I'm taking with me, we just enjoy the day without having to keep our head on the swivel for gun violence. Like, can can is nowhere sacred? No. You know, <laughs> I guess it's not right. Um, I mean, you just want to go see, you know, the gorillas and the the, the birds, the lions, the tigers, and just have a good time. But you got to wear out. Worry about the niggas. <laughs> um, I mean, and 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 I mean all people when I say that word, right? Um, oh, you didn't know there were species of niggas. A lot of people don't. They don't. They think it only re- refers to one group of people, right? Um, no, no, it's an all-encompassing term. We've got all different sizes, ethnicities. Um, do I have a problem with it? I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. If if it's your business and you say no guns, no guns. I mean, if you don't agree with it, don't go there. Um, I'm not going to argue with that place of business about their rules of what is allowed and not allowed as far as weapons on their property. That's their choice to make. So I find it interesting that people were so upset 
Um, we know who the people was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a certain group of people that don't like being told what they can and cannot do. Um, <laughs> so I think it was more of that because, I mean, yeah, end of the day, you don't agree, just don't go. Period. I don't see what the big deal is. But it was other, we covered stories earlier um, or, or last season um, about gun privileges being taken away at certain places in Atlanta and people being upset about it. So I guess it's gonna be an ongoing thing. It's the South, y'all. People like their guns down here. I don't know. Mm-mm. All right. Anybody else got anything on that? All right. Well, something that we can all touch and agree on next. Auntie Kaylee, I'm coming to you. Student loan forgiveness. Yeah, Uncle Joe talked about them checks. They coming in the mail. Mm-hmm. It was that 10k. Um yeah, that's basically the story. Uh, so everyone who applied for the student uh, loan debt forgiveness program uh, expect those checks to be coming out uh, up to 10K, depending on what you you borrowed. So either 10K or 20K and what loans or whatever, Pell Grant versus federal. Um, I personally am not excited about it. Uh, I find the story disrespectful as someone who went to law school uh, and 10K is like dropping a penny into an ocean of debt that I have personally. Uh, so unless they want to come off some more coinage, uh, I cannot gin up any excitement for any of this. I want all of my student debt white, clean. Um, as far as Fannie Mae, Sally Mae, whoever, they are never, never, ever, 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 ever getting any money from me. Period. Period. They can take the degree. They can take it off my wall. I don't care. They can take the, you know, the JD Esquire off my name. I don't even care. Take it back. Take it back. Take all the debt back. Take the degrees back. I'll find a job at Target. I'll be just fine. So that's how I feel about all of that. Ladies, y'all opinions? 5K, 10K, 15K, 20K. What you say, Auntie Katie? They get the bare minimum from me. The absolute bear. I, I, you gonna get it when I give it to you, and you gonna get the minimum. I'm talking about payment plan my whole life, and when I die, my family already know. Go on to that student aid gov and apply for that one when the person died. Yeah, that one right there. Don't pay the people back a fuck thing. Not out of my money. Like what? No, I'm living well, and I do make payments on my student loan, but you better know it's the bear. Cause I'm not doing more than a bear, and I live great, credit great. You know what I'm saying? What everything's fine. Like I'm just, I don't believe in going broke over student loans, and I also believe that, like, it's just absurd. You think I'm a, uh, I'm fresh out of college, and you think I'm gonna pay you back eight hundred dollars a month? <laughs> the degree that we have, they're not even worth shit. Really, because more black people are getting degrees, and you know, you notice when black people start getting degrees, you know, they they now you got to go get the goddamn PhD, you know, that nothing else, you know, works. So yeah, I mean, it's cool, you know. I'm giving their little twenty k. Yeah, that's the most they bought was gonna get out of me anyway. So <laughs> that's something really important too. I've never understood people who are like, oh, I have to pay my student loan debt, or who are concerned with their student loan debt. It literally has no impact. That's very, very bare minimum impact on your credit score, ability to buy a home, uh, automobiles, whatever. Like it's the best debt that you can have. So why pay it off? Like 
fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna live life. I'm gonna live, you know what I'm saying? Good. I had a friend who was paying like student loans out the ass and sis couldn't even feed herself. And I'm like, mm, baby, oh, go, baby, go get you a good payment plan. Like you, 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 you don't got it. She was like, no, I need it. I, you know, I don't want to have bad credit. I said, baby, do more research. It's people out here with PhDs, it's doctors and and and, and pharmacists and people who got over two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, and they live well, and they pay the fucking bear. I'm talking about they pay the bear, the bear. <laughs> so it's just like you know, I get it. It's good to have good money management to pay your debt off. That's all that is good, but we don't need to be out here killing ourselves over some some debt that shit. If you die, it's gonna go where all the other debt go. When people die. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Uncle Joe. My only advice to people who are getting these checks back is don't pay any of them student loans. Put it in an interest-bearing account or some other type of interest-bearing or dividend-bearing investment and continue to pay whatever your minimums are out of whatever salary that you're already making. Um, the same way the student loans was a scam, this payback program is low-key a scam too because they're expecting everybody to go spend their money on shit that they don't need. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would just be very careful, you know, with that particular money um, and how much that you allow them to give you. You know, without getting to conspiracy theories, white people don't give you free money without there being some type of terms and conditions <laughs> attached to them in some way or another. So, I feel like this may potentially come back to bite everybody um, in the ass in one in one kind of way. Uh, we shall see. But if nothing else. Make your money make money for you. Um, you know, of course, if you got immediate things, i.e., you know, the rent backed up or, I don't know, some credit card debt that you need to pay down, which actually is probably going to impact your credit score more uh, than the student loan payments, you know, just make better just make better decisions. Uh, we saw what happened due to, during the panty and that little piece of change that was given, um, the PPP loans that was being used all willy-nilly. Just use the money wisely and how it should be used best in utilizing your own particular life. But I don't know. Something seems fishy about it. And then on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, the checks are still held up because Congress is around here fucking around. So I'm also interested to see what happens with that. Um, and it's definitely giving the my IT uh, antennas are tingling. It's giving data collection energy for me. So we'll see. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Something in my spirit didn't sit right when I was, when I saw that coming down the hill, I was like, something... The math is not mathing in some type of way. The thing ain't thinking. I'm concerned. Um, but if y'all do get to decide to use that program to get your checks, um, find you know one of these online banking institutions where you get a high interest rate and get you know a percentage back a year, or get you a real estate investment trust, a REIT that will give you a a, a yearly or monthly dividend off of that base investment, something. Um, and if you don't know what these things are, Google is indeed your friend. Um. So. Modern co- modern day college is a scam altogether. Yeah. Um, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have approached the situation, if not at all, totally different. Absolutely. Um, so, and part of that is the student loan process. This is horrible. Like the fact that you really have 17 to 18 year olds agreeing to these type of things is ridiculous. It makes no sense now that I look back on it. This is horrible. And it's just roping you in for a lifetime 
of misery for most people. Predatory. It, it really is. It really is predatory. Um, because y'all wouldn't give us a loan for anything else of that amount at that age with no credit history. Like, but but you know you're gonna have us on the hook for this and that it's gonna benefit you because it's interest are crazy. You pay mm -hmm. more interest than you pay on a damn loan. Um, I will say, I will give a little pushback though. I do encourage people to pay their student loans if they can because I personally was able to purchase my house only because I paid my student loans. Um, I had no credit other than my student loans um, up until the time that I purchased my house. I had no credit cards or any other type of credit, but I did pay on my loans. Um, oh no, we're not advocating not paying. We're just saying pay the bare minimum. So it does negatively. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I will say you can build a good credit score because I did. My credit score was awesome and I was able to get what I needed and do what I wanted to do as far as purchasing my home. I remember even the, the people who were handling my stuff, they were amazed. They were like, wait, what? they literally asked me because they were shocked. Um, like, wait, what other, you never had any other credit? No. And they were like, so this is only from paying your student loans? Yeah. And like, this is amazing. You know, so I do, I will say that it can work for you, but it, it can also feel suffocating for a lot of people. Um, and I do think it has affected a lot of people's mental and emotional health. Um, the funniest thing about student loan to me is the collection process because these people and, and, and I want to say this before I say anything else. I hope everybody that works in student loan collections wakes up in the morning and stubs your pinky toe on the side of your bed and then it hurts all day because fuck y'all, okay? <laughs> y'all ask the most ridiculous questions. Y'all call people phone all day and night um, knowing that these people, again, don't have no money and that the jobs that they're getting after paying all this money for these um, degrees don't pay nothing, okay? Y'all ask questions that don't make sense. Had a student loan person ask, do you can you pay twenty thousand dollars today? Bitch, why the fuck do you think a twenty-four-year-old got twenty thousand dollars laying around to pay on a student loan? Then you're gonna ask me, well, is there anybody you can borrow it from? Bitch, I borrowed it from y'all. <laughs> you think if I could have borrowed it from somebody else, I would have had to call Sally May and them? Get off my line. <laughs> I've been so sick of these people harassing folks with stupid ass questions okay um so that i just think that that type of situation to deal with for a young person who thought they were doing the right thing felt like they were doing you know going i'm gonna go to school get out get a job and buy a house and long gone are those days right now that's why everybody's just trying to figure out a road to entrepreneurship or some other shit and learning how to invest money and, make, and use it to make money because it's a scam. Mm -hmm. and don't it's like, it's like the ultimate MLM. It is multi-level marketing. And stop getting private loans. If anybody's listening, do not get private loans. Federal back, uh, what is it? Stafford and all that. Do not get private loans. Only get federal aid. Because in private loans is what's really whooping people's ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do suggest that people pay them. You know, I'm not saying don't pay it and fuck your credit up. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't understand the people who go 
like you said, mentally insane trying to pay him. Like they would literally be eating ice water for dinner because they got to pay six, seven, eight hundred dollars for some student loans. Like I, I'm not one thing about me, like is I gotta have shit gotta be making sense to me in my real life, everyday life. Like I'm not gonna be hungry. I'm not eating no I, no bowl of ice water just so I can pay off some fucking student loans. I'm not doing it for nobody. And like this goes like, back to being prepared as parents. Yeah, we like, talk about being prepared to have kids. These are things you need to educate yourself on and stay up on, knowing that your children may want to go to college one day, and so that you can be prepared. Um, and these are conversations you need to have with your children when they're getting older about preparing themselves and educating themselves, especially about the financial part of school and what that means. And because of that lack of preparedness is why a lot of parents and kids and their children end up in these horrible financial situations. Y'all done co-signed on these things and now y'all stuck together. I done seen folks don't even get along with each other no more because people done defaulted on loans that their parents and them co-signed on. Mm-hmm. And and it's ruining their finance their finances and what they're able to do. People get paying way more in rent than they could pay on a mortgage because they just can't afford to purchase anything because of them goddamn student loans. The debt to income ratio gets you fucked up every time. I know people, and I, as a real estate agent, I've really seen it happen. Doctors, lawyers, accountants can get a nice ass apartment in Miss Buckhead and Miss Dunwoody. But can't buy the house that they want because they did the income ratio is fucked mm-hmm. up. Made plenty of money, got mm-hmm. the revenue, but that the income ratio is a big uh, is a big factor. Um, uh, what is it? LTV and stuff like that is a big factor in uh, loan underwriting. So you know, yeah, sometimes be sometimes you know you good, but sometimes you know you not. If you got that four hundred k, three hundred k in student loans and that revenue ain't hitting the way it's supposed to, um. A lot of mortgage underwriters will be like, we're going to need you to talk to the FHA. Yeah. And while we're on the subject of education, uh, Keisha Cole came in into social media talking about her kids' education and that she was pulling him, him up out of a particular person's school. Auntie Coco, give us the deets. Yeah, so Keisha Cole announced on Twitter that she would be disenrolling her son, Daniel Jr., from mm-hmm. Kanye West's school. Um, Donda Academy after Kanye West made some comments about shooting up the school or shooting the school up. Even though he made a comment after him and Boosie was going at it. Lil Boosie, y'all know everybody's favorite drunk uncle uh, (laughs) made a comment and said, you know uh, the black uh, celebrity community or whatever has bullied bullied me for so long now it's time for me to come back and shoot the school up that's what he said he used it in that context so she said that she's removing her child because you know that was a little weird for her but a lot of people it's like Keisha Keish why was he even enrolled in that school from the jump you know what I'm saying number one the school is unaccredited number two parents have been um Forced to sign an NDA, allegedly. Keisha Cole said she never signed one, but she can't really speak on other parents. And then also, I don't know if y'all know, but like late October, the school shut down like mm-hmm. immediately. And then four hours late. So they sent an email out saying that the school 
will be um, shutting down for the remainder of the 2022-2023 school year uh, because the founder made the decision, yada, 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 um, and that the school would not reopen again until, you know, next school year. And four hours later, they sent out an email saying, make sure that you join us tomorrow for early morning worship or whatever the fuck they do at that school. My thing is, I understand we're trying to support the movement, but y'all got Keisha Cole. You got too much money and sense, I think, to be enrolling your child into a school just because of who is the founder of the school. Like, you get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if it's unaccredited, that, that's the big number one fucking red flag. Um, then, you know, like maybe you don't have to sign an NDA because maybe you are a person who got a little bit of coin. So he, you understand how everything works. So maybe he knows like, nah, we're not going to do that to her. Then also you didn't think the police ass out when they shut down for four hours and told you not to bring your son to school the next day. But then four hours later, they're talking about, oh, make sure you come in tomorrow morning. Just like the founder all over the motherfucking place. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm. I understand you want to support the movement. I understand a lot of people send their children to that school because of the founder and what can come behind it. But I really feel like y'all are really playing with them children's education. And I don't like that shit. Because also the, the basketball team was supposed to be in a tournament, but they got removed from the tournament because of the things that Kanye West was saying. So it was like at the end of the day, I think all y'all need to go ahead and pull y'all child of children up out that school. Because if it's going to close down every time the um, founder has an emotional outburst. That that's, that's a big red flag right there for me. What y'all think about that? I, I need a Xanax after that. So, like, I, um, and I don't even take drugs. What in the everlasting hell is going on in Chicago? I, I, I know Kanye been in the news. Kyrie too, and we ain't even gonna talk about that shit that he in. Um, I, and and, and um. Keisha, Keisha, my love, my sweetie, beloved. I'm not going to agree that you have sense because we know from your track record that you don't. But you do have dollars. The amount of private boarding schools that you could have sent your child to, and you send your child to an academy that was founded by someone whom I am sure you knew before we did was not all the way okay. What reason? Whose decision was this? What's the admissions process? What is even the, uh, what is the, uh, what is the tuition for this school? You could have sent your kid to Phillips Andover or Exeter. You could have sent them to Padilla in Atlanta. You could have sent them into, you could have sent them to, I think that Stanford has a preparatory school in California. Like what was the what was the reason? What was the what was the sense? I you know I, I just need I need black people, period, regardless of what your celebrity status is, how much money you make, decision making skills. It's something that we collectively as a community have trouble with doing. I don't see anything about that about that school or the curriculum that I was looking at that would make me say, Yep, that one right there. That's gonna help my kid to develop into a better adult. I just I don't it's very much giving clout. It's like very much giving, oh, because it's Kanye West's uh, mama's academy. Listen, Kanye didn't use his mama's name to do all kind of stupid shit. 
that doesn't mean that it's viable and that it's worth participating in. Um, you would have been better off homeschooling that kid, truthfully. Um, but then again, maybe not, because your home don't always be sensical either. So, you know, have at it. It's your child. They always talk about how, oh, you shouldn't talk about uh, how other people should raise their children, how to educate them. So I guess I, I guess I'll step off of that off of that soapbox. But I just I just feel like it's foolishness going on, period. I don't know. Maybe it's a, you know, payback or she feels some kind of allegiance to Kanye since he produced her her earlier that uh, I changed my mind, uh, one of her first uh <laughs> she's still cashing those checks and I guess I don't know. Maybe she's just it's retribution for that. I don't know. I just found the whole headline hilarious. Also, this random I didn't even hear about the Kanye Boosie beef or whatever. I don't even know how Boosie got brought in, but the fact that Boosie is the one who like was like, you know, I'm done, I'm out, like Kanye West is a nut. Uh, <laughs> the fact that like Boosie was the more reasonable, logical person, uh, that says a lot. Uh, and I hope Kanye sits down and he like realizes like, wow, Boosie, Boosie, Boosie won. That should be enough to make him go get help. Um, and I hope he does. I don't know why any, why any responsible parent would enroll their child into Donda Academy uh, before all the, the comments and all the controversy. I don't understand why anyone would enroll their child in an unaccredited school, a school that is asking uh, the students and parents to sign NDAs. Um, none of that makes sense to me. So. And I'd be thoughtful about the staff. Why did you, why did you, why would you take a job at an unaccredited school? Just so many questions. Clout. I mean, like, first of all, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to come back behind Auntie Kaylee. Yes. When Boosie is the voice of reason in the room, everybody <laughs> needs to fuck about the room. Right. It's a bad room. Immediately. Okay. When a nigga that's saying, I'll set this bitch off live in concert on the side of the goddamn freeway to the police as he was being pulled over is the voice of reason in the room. Everybody get the fuck out the room expeditiously. Thank you. Um, secondly, I'm not putting my kid in no school of yours and your motherfucking kids don't even go to that school. If it ain't good enough for your kids, it damn sure ain't good enough for my kids. Um, that didn't say nothing to nobody. He ain't even got his own kids. And don't give me that crap about Kim Kardashian and all of them folks. If that school was the place to be, them kids would be in that school. Exactly. Okay. So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't know who the staff is or who agreed to work there. Maybe they make more than, you know, average teachers in the area. And that could have been a pool. Um, I'm also in the back of my mind wondering how he got this school open and Umar Johnson still ain't got his shit open. Then why my kids gonna be in public school or homeschool right here? I just felt like I had, like, a, like somebody unplugged me when you said <laughs> this, this schooling things. I mean, I'll give it to Keisha. At least at, at some point she saw the light and pulled her kid out of there. But I'm just like, is the poor child behind? Has he been? What grade is he really in? Like, I mean, like, like that's what I'm. Is he gonna be able to transfer with credit? If, how long was he there? School, no. How, how long was he there? How was he there for a year, a semester? Like, what? 
How far behind is he going to end up being? What's the next step? You didn't say where you were enrolling him. The semester almost over. I'm, it's only a few weeks left in school. I just got concerns. This ain't my kid. But since you're telling us all now, I'm invested. And I need to know, where is our son going to school now? Exactly. Period. And they say the tuition is 15000 Man, hell no. Not for no unaccredited fucking education. Yes. And yeah. I just uh, read that some of the top basketball recruits are going to other schools, which they should. Because it's like, now you're playing with my future. Because now recruiters is like, well, how the hell are we going to watch y'all play basketball if all the teams that y'all were playing against won't play y'all no more? shouldn't have been there in the first place. But Somebody sold them a dream. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying not to invest in our own, but we have to do things the right way. And Here's obviously, the- this wasn't done the right way. And that's what's unfortunate. Can we get it together? Can we get it together? I don't know. Somebody else will need to get it together. Your boy Drizzy. Oh, this now I ain't hear everything yet, but I don't. I don't heard a lot about these lyrics that's floating around. Kirby, you got the breakdown. Yeah. So, um, you know what I'm saying. Everybody's favorite light skin rapper, um, and light skin people don't come for me because y'all already know that Drake fits all of the stereotypes. He did it to himself. But Drake, well, uh, lover boy, yeah, certified apparently. Um, he decided that he was going to come out the side of his neck um, on this winter weekend um, at a number of people. He actually came for Kanye a little bit, but that wasn't what I was interested in. You know, I find it funny when men uh, get into their feelings about women and relationships that they fumbled. Um, so let me start with Meg, and then we'll move on to the most important part of the conversation. Uh, one of the songs uh, that he did uh, on this release called um, Her Loss or something like that is a collaborative album with 21 Les Sauvages. Uh, wait, he's not French, he's British. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, they decided to do a collaborative album or whatever. One of the songs, uh, Circle Loco or something like that, uh, Drake says the following... Um, this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Um, and there's a double entendre that was potentially happening there because uh, many have said that, well, he could be talking about a girl that's getting butt shots, which is true. Um, but there's also subtext there because he's been seen hanging out and being chummy uh, with the big forehead R&B nigga himself, Tory Lanez. Um playing basketball, being what you know, being buddies and stuff like that in homeboys. Um, and there's also rumors allegedly that at one point in history, Drake uh, tried to shoot his shot at Meg and Meg shot him down. Um, so that of course could be, you know, part of the reason why he's returned to Marvin's room. But that's not even the best part. Uh, Drake also decided that he was gonna try it with the greatest athlete to ever live, uh, Miss Serena Williams Ohanian. Um, and also come for her and her husband with the following loop lyrics and some other song, and I'm not even gonna name the title because fuck you. Um, sidebar, Serena, your husband a groupie. He claimed we don't got a problem, but no boo, it is like you coming for sushi. Um, Drake, come to the front of the congregation, sir. We need to have a conversation about how you make poor choices. No one told you to fumble, Serena or Meg, or any of the other women, or Rihanna, or any of the other women that you fumbled. 
And I get it. You're an artist. You can put your feelings and your experiences and your life into your lyrics and into your music, but it makes you look like a bitch, truthfully. And what's even funnier uh, is that Alexis Ohanian, uh, the husband and father uh, to Serena Williams' uh, child, uh, came back and was like, not on, not on my motherfucking watch, and said the following. I'm grateful. Everything I accomplished before those hard convos in 2020 is irrelevant to me compared to the work Junior, i.e. His, his daughter, or Olympia, will see me doing now. Creating one multi-billion dollar company and seeding 35 plus more taught me a lot. Now we're going to scale that using software plus empathy. The reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. Now, I'm not trying to dig into wounds, but I am. Drake, we know that your daddy um, didn't do what the fuck he was supposed to do. You've talked at nauseam about it in your music and in some of these interviews, even though you still are seeking his approval, even though he's a pimp-ass nigga from Tennessee that didn't give a fuck about whether you grew up with a proper male influence. Um, and we also know that you, you know, you like to tap dance in your feelings and stuff. And again, you make poor choices as it relates to who you procreate and how you procreate with them and the circumstances. You had to get a DNA test three times for that child, even though he looked just like you. Just because he got blue eyes don't mean he don't look just like you. And he does. He looks very confused. So, you know, and people were doing a comparison between, like, the family picture of Serena and Alexis versus the picture that Drake released with that lady uh, that he had a baby with and how Drake just looks, like, exasperated at his circumstance, whereas Serena and Alexis and uh, Olympia look like a happy fucking normal, healthy family. If you're jealous, just say that. But put it in your diary. Stop coming for people in your music because that's permanent. People be listening to that forever and reminding themselves forever that, you know, you're a sore fucking loser. Say this how y'all feel. Would you be okay with, with your ex uh, coming for your husband, the person who did wipe you up and is taking care of you and uh, <laughs> make sure that your child had his last name? I don't have any exes, so once I'm done with you, you are ex out of my life. I don't even know you. Like, I guess you're a man of their So you can talk about my husband all you want to because we gonna be looking at like who is that? We don't know him. And that's crazy because you spoke on me and my husband. We don't even know you. So I don't have no exes. So it won't bother me because like nigga, you're weird. Um, yeah, it won't make me know never mind. Cause I don't have exes. I don't know. Let me tell you something, Aubrey. <laughs> acting real Aubrey-ish with all this shit. Don't ever fix your mouth to talk shit about the queen, Serena, okay? Or her man. Um, what is funny is that, yeah, you sat up here, you fucked up, you fumbled the bag, as Auntie Kirby said, with Serena, then turned around and got that Ugmo porn star pregnant like what do you thought that was a flex do you think you're winning uh with a child that you were denying to the world like come on man and then you want to sit up here and knock uh serena's husband for being a groupie i love how much alexis loves his wife and is public about it his support and his dedication for his wife and his daughter that is beautiful mm -hmm. and i wish more men did that for their women it is not soft there is nothing wrong with that that is how a husband should be that is how a husband should be. Um, furthermore, I mean, yeah, he was just on the Howard Stern show 
talking about how he likes to watch fellatio porn. Like, come on, man. Grow the fuck up. Like, how old are you? It's not cool. It's not cute. It's not funny. Like, I don't understand. And the whole Meg the Stallion thing and the jokes and all that, that is so played. It is so played. It's so late. Um, The woman did get shot. Why why is that fodder? Why is it a joke? Why is it a lyric? Uh, why is anyone hanging out with Tory Lanez, midget ass? Like, I don't understand any of that. Um, but leave her alone. Like, everyone needs to leave Meg alone. She is so unproblematic. And this woman got shot. And people forget that. In her damn feet. I know that was painful. Shit. Have you ever hit your toe on something? Can you imagine <laughs> getting shot in your foot? Goddamn. Absolutely not. So, yeah, fuck, fuck Aubrey. I just want to be relevant. I mean, I think it's ironic. Like we, it, it, these specifically all these male rappers had all this stuff to say about gun violence when it came to takeoff getting shot, but now y'all all taking shots at Meg and y'all and y'all hanging out with the nigga that shot her and think it's funny and then that's cool. Which one is it? We we with gun violence or we not? Um, also, I find it funny. How you got all this smoke to come for these women, but you ain't said shit when Diddy slapped your ass in the club. You didn't write a song about him. You ain't Wait, talked about what? that yet. Wait, Diddy slapped... Allegedly, Diddy slapped the dog shit out of Drake in the club, and we ain't heard you respond to that yet. But you, you, but you got all this heat for these women? Wait, so Carisha replaced Drake? Did he slap Carisha? Huh? No, she just she been. I don't know about that, but I I know <laughs> allegedly Diddy slapped the dog. She got a drink in the club, and you didn't say nothing about that and put that on the record. But you got all this heat for these women. Um, I don't know why they got all this this for Meg because it don't seem like Meg really be doing shit to people, or maybe she do. I don't know. I don't see it. Um. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a deferred of soldier. I had to defer the soldier boy for a second. I'm sorry. Drake. Hi. Um Serena. I feel like the problem is a lot of y'all don't know what healthy and happy relationships look like and y'all don't know what it actually means to respect the woman that you're with and be happy and celebrate the woman you're with or actually marry the woman that you create a family with and that you procreate with and because that's so foreign to a lot of you all and you don't know what it looks like and you don't know that that's a good thing y'all make fun of it you so sick you so used to the sickness it feels like a cure okay like step into the light. I promise you, you're gonna feel so much warmth, it's gonna feel so much better. But I feel like that's part of what this is. Y'all making fun of that man, and I'm glad that that man is not affected by that. I'm glad that they can keep on moving their life. The fact how you feel about the relationship don't change nothing in their world, mm-hmm. not nothing. And and why do you even think that your opinion on them is worth anything? I hope everybody pays this shit dust. And moves on. I don't give a fuck what Drake think about somebody else's marriage because I ain't seen him have a successful or respectful relationship yet. 
It's a non-factor. And you low-key got Serena up out of here because she didn't fit your rapper baddie aesthetic in the first place because we know how black men feel about how Serena looks. They dated. They your opinions all over the fucking yeah, they did. They, they had a high-profile relationship. And I, I feel like even with that, it's probably because you could not control her um, the way that sometimes they want to control women. Um, she ain't the type that you're going to be able to do that with. Well, and you know what? I, on the, the Howard Stern interview, he was talking about how he dates multiple women because, you know, I might like I might date this woman because she has an interesting profession or I like, you know, this part or this aspect of this woman. She's funny. And, you know, so I have multiple women that I date for different things. I, I just can't find it all in one woman. Like, again, isn't Aubrey like 35? 36. Oh, excuse me. 36. And they're talking about, you know, I hope, you know, right now I'm just focused on my rap career. Hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll be able to find love like later in life, you know, once it's all over. But I'm just focused on me right now. Um, I'm glad he recognizes that. I'm sorry? The peak of his rap career has passed. You were considered an old nigga in the rap industry. What are you? Okay. I'm sorry. Still top, I mean, he's still the top selling, you know, rap yeah, artist. Yeah. Just like, I have no problem with none of that. I don't think there's anything wrong with dating multiple people. Um, I don't think it's anything wrong with focusing on your career and doing all the problem is when you're not upfront and honest with people or you sell them a different dream mm -hmm. and make them think that it's something else. That's the issue. Not not doing that. Date around, date as many people as you want. But also implying that Serena's husband is a simp because he supports his right. Wife. I don't that think it's, I don't think he said that because of that. I I I don't. I think it's Oh, they okay. So what I read is that Alexis, his name Alexis, because y'all know I'll be out the loop. I guess he made little comments about their relationship, about Drake, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he did, and I don't know if he did, but apparently that is what happened. So I guess Drake is just being Drake. You know, Drake don't say nothing when it happened. He waits and put it in the song 10, 20 years later. You get what I'm saying? So that could have happened. You know, I, I ain't gonna hold y'all. Y'all might think I'm a bad person. But I, I like Drake. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do, do that not make me a girl's girl anymore? I don't think it makes you not a girl's girl. Um, like, I, I don't have I'm no problem with it. Him. Like, I'm not taking up for him. Like, if he, if that, if he's, okay, so if that comment about Megan Thee Stallion was not about ass shot and it was about act her getting shot, he dead as wrong. You get what I'm saying? Like, also, if he is being jealous because the woman that he fumbled is moving on and is in love and have a good man, he dead as wrong too. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying I, that I also read it might be about another person whose name has stallion in it too. Not me. No, it's just because he referred to women as a stallion because that means that you big and fine. Like you built fine. Like that's y'all heard that before? Like a woman being compared to a stallion. That's why she's big the stallion. Yeah, no, I'm saying so, but he He's mentioned the word stallion in a song before. I can't, I think it's the song that he got with J. Cole it, it, before Megan Thee Stallion was even uh, Megan Thee Stallion. You get what I'm saying? So It's, it's another who? chick with stallion in her name. Who? who? I, 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 forget, I wish I would have wrote it down. I'm sorry I didn't, but it's another person that they were saying he might have been referring to and then her name is something with stallion in it. But we oh, I'm, I'm not familiar with this person. Yeah, the line is not even fire. Like, to me... It's not. It's like, you know, if it could even be construed as, you know, a play on what happened to Meg, to me, I would have just taken it out because, like, the line doesn't even, I mean, it's not even, Drake is not a great rapper. 
Drake has great beats. Okay, now. Now. He has bops. He has bops. He has lines. He has ghostwriters. He has great production. He has great production. When he was in that wheelchair, boy, I believe he could not walk. <laughs> well, he's great at acting like a rapper too. Um, I, I just knew he couldn't get out of that chair. I like. I don't know. Like I, 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 I always liked Drake, even when he was Jimmy in the wheelchair. Like I don't know what it is. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? He, he, like he has bops. Like he I like his music, and he real slick with it. But he also get the people going. Like he's always say shit that people be like, I can't believe that little light skin ass nigga said that, and that's how you stay relevant. Well, you know, I guess apparently that's why he got slapped by Diddy. So, or if he did slap him, he needs his ass whooped. And why men slap other men? That's the most disrespectful thing. is to slap another man. Like, I would rather you shoot me. Like, if I was a man, I would rather get shot by another man than you slap me in my face. Because that you look, you see me as a bitch. I'd rather get slapped, but folks out here get slapped every day, B. <laughs> I mean, y'all want to get shot and die, but I, you get what I'm saying? Like, I think that's why men slap other men because it's like the most disrespectful thing that you can do. I, you well, know, what I, do I, you I, think Drake had to say to him to make him slap him? I don't know. Drake is a petty motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of the that is kind of the core of the situation. Drake mm-hmm. is petty as shit, and he's one of the type of people that like to um that like to uh. Uh, you know, throw stones and then act like he didn't do nothing. So you it's know, sometimes like sometimes old school got to put you in your place. Yeah, yeah. Like stop talking to me like that. Please don't come to me that type of way. Like to call somebody's groupie when Drake be hugged up with every one of these athletes and smiling at them like they his damn daddy. You was getting them tattooed on him, right? You, you got a full oh, portrait yeah. on your oh. back. Of other people. Um, yeah, you definitely have a KD. Yeah, he got a whole bunch of. T- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you got, you got a. Uh, you definitely was a groupie for Rihanna. I don't know if y'all remember. I think they was at the ESPYS or something. It was some award she was receiving. She was looking real, you know, Fenty-ish like she does. And he had this bleeding heart speech. And then when he reached to give her the award, he tried to kiss her, and she curved his ass. Like Drake is one of the biggest groupies out here. So to be called somebody a groupie is low key hypocritical. High key. I'm not gonna be offended by if I was married. Somebody saying I'm a groupie for my spouse. Yeah, that's that's your job. But yeah. I also think that he meant it. He will not know, but it appears that he meant it a particular way. And it's just like you, you can't even talk about somebody being a groupie. And on top of that, you're not even a good groupie. Like Alexis is a very good groupie. He actually really is a, a legitimate fan of his wife. You just being a groupie because you're chasing clout, and you wish that you could be the person that you're chasing or be with the person that you're chasing. Mm. Well, all right. Well, all righty then, Drizzy J. Do you love yourself or do you hate yourself? And you put the bullshit in your lyrics. No, that's a weird issue. Drake. Drake. All right. Well, that is the menu, ladies and gentlemen. Aunties and uncles, nieces and nephews. Hope y'all ate good. I enjoyed all that good commentary. We have come to the bottom of the show first before we get into uh, our returns, let goes, and all of that. Auntie Kirby, we are in a new month. You know what that means? A new book of the month. And we got a classic for everybody, right? 
Yeah, you know, this is a book that transformed my life. Um, and if Drake gets a chance and reads it, it might transform his as well. The Autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. Um, anybody who's read it knows what I mean when I say it's transformative. It will definitely adjust your perspective, if not on nothing else, yourself, your own life. And even to a degree, as I think about it now, um, help you to explore shadow work with yourself. And also learning about the concept of redemption and transition and transformation, how you can start one way and end another way. So November's book of the month, The Autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. All right. So if, you if you've never read it, this is the time to read it. Mm -hmm. um, also, just if you have book lovers or uh, young people or even older people in your life, that's going to be a good Christmas gift. You don't yes. know anything else to get them, get them that classic because that it is a classic. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Sometimes you go get your food. You good, got that good wing order. You ready to eat it. You get home, open it up, take a bite, and your fries ain't even hot. Now you got to do a return. We like to call them let goes. Something that you want to let go of. And I'm coming to Coco because I know you ready to let something very specific go. I want to let go of people who act up in public but want to apologize in private. I need your apology to be just as loud as you was when you was out there being a fool. You feel me? Like, But y'all know from the previous show when I say I don't accept apologies, that's why. Because it's like, if you're going to clown me or you know do me wrong in the public eye but then want to want to text me or call me or, or talk to me in a closed space about how sorry you are. No, I need you to be just as sorry as you were. And I need you to be loud. I need, I want, I want you to shout it from the mountaintop, nigga. Because you didn't have a problem shouting from the mountaintop when you was all up doing me fucking wrong or all in my face or, you know, just doing shit that you need to apologize for. You didn't have, you weren't hiding it then. And, and that's the first one. And the yeah, second one. Yes, I miss. I really want to let go of married men who think they're single, Ooh. but their wife don't know that they're single. Ooh. I don't give a damn. Even if she do know that you out here, you want to fuck with other girls and she okay, you know, she just going to turn the blind eye. Baby, I don't want you. I don't want to be a part of that drama. I don't want to be a part of that life. I've never seen so many married single men in my life like, I, I, I don't even understand it. I've just literally seen a video on TikTok and these women was like, I want to thank the married men. Um, I want to thank the wives of the married men who paid for this trip for us. I hope y'all can do better. I hope I, I really hope the Lord find you, you know, a better man because your husband is not it. And I'm thinking to myself, that's crazy. Like, that is crazy. But y'all let y'all go because Something wrong with y'all. Y'all need a psychological. <laughs> All right. Well, married single men and folks who act up in public want to apologize in private. Auntie Kaylee, you had something to add to the list? Yeah, I want to let go of these sneaky ass secret pals that just invite themselves to the ass party uh, that no one, you know, just uninvited uninvited, disrespectful. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I thought I was doing good. I was on my gym shit, you know, 
took a couple weeks off. I had, you know, a procedure done, a minor procedure done, took a couple weeks off. Um, and uh, looked in the mirror, caught a little glimpse. <laughs> I had a different angle. I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Then I had to put on some hands. And I was like, oh. Uh oh, okay. So yeah, my ass is gonna be back at the gym. Uh, this is a horrible time to gain weight right before the holidays when I'm supposed to be eating good and all of that. Now I gotta focus on losing the weight that I'm just gonna put back on in a couple of weeks, anyways. It's just it's very awkward. It's disrespectful. Like I said, I don't appreciate it. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like sweating. I do feel better after I leave the gym. I will say that. But the actual act of going to the gym and getting up and sweating and people like just sweating in public in general is just like uncomfortable. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm done with it. I'm over it. <laughs> I heard that. And I think Auntie Kirby, you had one more thing we need to let go of this week. Yeah. Um, not being what you asked for. Mm. Mm. I want to let go of everybody that be tap dancing, cartwheeling, playing tug of war, mm. asking people to be things that they themselves are not. Mm. Um, the core of this let go is letting go of people who lack an understanding and a respect and high and actually value the concept of reciprocity. Don't come over here asking for hot wings and you ain't got no chicken. Okay. Don't ask me to borrow 500 if you ain't got a thousand already. Uh, just in general, all the things. It ain't got to be super dynamic or special. Be what it is that you are asking for. And if you're not, Go ahead and, you know, sign out, close your laptop, and exit quietly. Um, not being what, you, what you're asking people for is disingenuous, it's inauthentic, and it's disrespectful. You want somebody to be more, go further, be greater, be richer, be more beautiful, be more wise, be more intelligent, be more forgiving than you already are or are willing to be? Make it make sense. Uh, but yeah, the math of that is if you can't handle reciprocity, don't ask people for things that you're not willing to do. Mm. I'm, letting, I'm letting go of all the people who got a list of 100 things and they're checking it twice, but they don't meet none of them list requirements in the first place. Have a great weekend and a great week. Alright, so for the week, just to recap, y'all, we let go of people who act up in public and want to apologize in private. We also let go of those married men who are still single mm. and be cheating. We let go of them secret pounds that catch us off guard when we catch that good angle in the mirror. And we are letting go of people not being what they are asking for. All right, let it all go, y'all, because we are uh, up next. Sometimes you go to the function, we got leftover food. Y'all know how we do. We always going to make too much. We want you to take it home, put it in some good old aluminum foil or in a styrofoam plate, put it in the fridge, eat on it a little bit later. You know, what we like to call a to-go plate, to-go box. What we want you to take home and, and revisit throughout the week. Um, Auntie Kirby, you got another word for the people. Yeah, and I didn't want to jump the line, but um, if, for nothing, if nothing else this week, y'all, speak your truth. Mm -hmm. um, there is something to be said for being honest with yourself and thus being honest with others. Um, Sometimes people are not going to like uh, what your truth is um, and understand that your truth is not always a fact for everybody. It is your truth. But speak it nonetheless. Speak your peace. Uh, be willing to confront yourself and confront others. 
But that's what I would say going through, uh, going into this week and as we continue going to this holiday season, because we know things get hectic. When the dressing and the and the corn and the corn uh, and the cornbread and the cranberry salad and the turkey start getting ready to pop off, you're ready to start interacting with people that you may not have interacted with this year. Speak your truth. Because if you don't do it now, they're gonna put things on your plate you didn't ask for. Okay? I heard that. Speak your truth. And Auntie Kaylee, go ahead and close it out for us to go box for the new week because yours is. Thank God it is a new week. <laughs> last week. I don't know how last week felt like two weeks and two days. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was so long that it felt, I don't know. I don't know. Um, when Friday came around, I was just appreciative. But then I was like, oh, shit, it's Friday. There was like five other things that I meant to accomplish this week. Like, like I said, it was fast and slow. It was hard. It was long. It was quick. But now it's a new week. It's a new week. I hope we all have a better week. I hope there's, you know, this week brings good news, good fortune, mm-hmm. blessings, peace, uh, that we all get everything on our checklist done that we set out to do. And so let's just try to wash away the funk and must that last week brought us. <laughs> and let's bring in a new zestfully clean new week. Right. You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. clean. <laughs> oh man, that's a throwback right there. I love it. Yeah, last week was a doozy. This week, like you said, new week. We're gonna speak our truth in this new week, and that is what mm-hmm. we want y'all to take with y'all in your to-go box. All right. Auntie Kirby, let the people know where they can find us and connect to us. Well, you definitely can't find us at the Atlanta Penitentiary with uh, Uncle Joe, but you can find us on Instagram at ExtraCrispyExtraWet. You can contact us, hello at ExtraCrispyExtraWet.com with your questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts, your suggestions for topics, or even if you'd like to be on the show. Join us every Wednesday on Instagram at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Extra Extra Wet Wednesdays. And of course, follow us on all platforms. We got a YouTube. Uh, of course, YouTube is the Extra Perspective Podcast. And you can also catch us on TikTok because the aunties are blowing up. Um, we're at Extra Perspective on TikTok as well. We're on a we're on a journey to getting a thousand followers so that the aunties can go live on TikTok because TikTok, you know, they got standards. <laughs> they got terms of service, and we can't go live until we get a thousand. So Share one. Sharing is caring. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Even if it's your auntie that talks too much shit on Facebook, tell her to come to the party. Um, come see us. And we appreciate you all continuing to rock with us and engage with us. And uh, see you on Wednesday. That's your Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. And there it is, y'all. That's all we got. Ain't got no more. Thank y'all for coming in the room with the aunties today for some good old conversation and communicate. We appreciate it. Like we always say you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And we appreciate that we're gonna get on up out of here y'all enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week be blessed y'all know down here we don't say goodbye we like to keep it straight atlanta go hit y'all with a good old all right